Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. The Saints are returning to primetime play for the first time in nearly a year this Monday as they take on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are 2-4, and four, led by Coach Pete Carroll. And of course, they will be without quarterback Russell Wilson, who is recovering from a finger surgery, and running back Chris Carson. As for the Saints, everybody is watching to see who is going to be back on the practice field. And of course back on the field Monday night in Seattle. Good news, center Eric McCoy tackled Teron Armstead. Both participated in practice on Thursday. Also seen at practice Thursday were Quan Alexander, Trey Quan Smith, Marcus Davenport, Chase Hansen, Ken Crawley, and Nick Vanette. That is a lot of people, and a lot of people we have been waiting to see on the football field, of course, We saw some players that were injured in their last game before the bye week in wide receiver Deontay Harris, running back Dwayne Washington, quarterback Taysom Hill, who are all non-participants on Thursday's practice. Defensive tackle Malcolm Roach was out with an illness, so we'll see how that progresses as the weekend goes, and wide receiver Chris Hogan did not participate But we're getting there. We are getting there, people, so let's get excited. The Saints are coming back from the bye week. For today's podcast, we're checking in with Saints safety, Malcolm Jenkins, who had a very eventful bye week. He took in some football, but not the football that you would expect. Malcolm, thank you so much for doing this podcast with us today. Welcome back to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. How was the bye week? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, got out there to London, uh, hung out in the city for a while, and then caught a two-hour train out to Burnley. Uh, obviously, you know, big news for me being uh, a new minority investor into uh, ALK Capital, which owns uh, the Burnley team. So they showed me around uh, Turf Moor, the historical stadium that they got there, showed me the new facilities. And we took a quick ride right up the street to uh, Manchester to see the match between Man City and Burnley. Uh, my first time being at a soccer match. So uh, it's been an experience for sure. I know here in America, everybody thinks football is king, but Premier League, I mean, that is world renowned. How incredible of an experience was it to be able to go to the game? Yeah, it's definitely a, a different type of football, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was an experience for sure. Uh, Man City's facilities are, were, were pretty awesome. The fans, you know, are, are into it the entire time. It's a different feel than, than what I've been used to, obviously, in, in football, uh, American football. But it was definitely an an experience to be able to just be amongst the fans, see how passionate they are. Uh, Reminds me a lot about, you know, our Saints fans. Is getting into soccer something that you always wanted to do? When did this idea start? No, you know, I've never I've never played football uh, growing Mm -hmm. up. I was always a track and football athlete, American football. Um, But the opportunity came up just be some with some business relationships that we have with ALK Capital and uh, Alan Pace, who's the, the uh, chairman of, of the Burnley team. And, you know, things kind of fell in line and we had an opportunity and being in sports, you know, that's, it's something that uh, is near and dear to me. I understand what it's like to be an athlete. I understand the marketing part of it. And, and even with the NFL trying to do more in the UK, the premier league is trying to do the same uh, in America. And I think, um, you know, being able to step into a role as an ambassador to introduce the Burn League Football Club um, to an American audience uh, was just a great fit for me. What will your role be as part owner there? Yeah, so I don't, I don't think I'll do anything in operations or anything like that. 
Uh, but but basically what I was just saying, you know, they're making a conscious effort to bring kind of the Premier League to the United States to expose um, and expand their fan base. And I think, you know, people like myself uh, are, are going to be great advocates and ambassadors to be able to do that. So and, and it's specifically to to Burnley, I think right now uh, myself and LeBron James are the only active athletes that are invested in that league. But we have a few um, NFL owners that that own NFL teams also own some of those football teams in the Premier League. So there's crossover there. Uh, and, and I play, you know, that's where I see myself fitting in is just really introducing that Burnley uh, brand to the United States. Are we going to start some watch parties here around New Orleans? Is, is that what we need to get going on? That, that might that might be <laughs> what we need to get going on. Uh, they got some, some big games and they got a, a long season too. So we'll have some fun with that. Definitely. I know that it's been kind of an up and down season. It's been a different start for the Saints, obviously with a lot of new pieces on the field, but you have been somebody that has been with this organization second time now, but for a long time. How do you enjoy your role now on the team as one of the leaders of the defense? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun. Uh, and, and mainly it's because of the guys around me. Uh, you know, I've been, you know, in places before. And I remember being, you know, a young player looking up to kind of those older players, the John Vilmas, the Roma Harpers, uh, and the Jabari Greers. Uh, and then, you know, I became kind of that player when I was in Philadelphia. Uh, and coming back here, it's a little bit different. You've got DeMario, who's really like the heart and soul of our defense. You've got young players. Marshawn Lattimore, I think, is the best corner in the game. Uh, Chauncey, uh, CJ's in the, in the middle, you know, playing. He's got a lot of energy. Uh, Debo on the other side, Marcus Williams, they, you know, we've got playmakers. And so I find myself in a role where, you know, I'm just keeping guys, you know, aligned, keeping them focused, quarterbacking the, the defense and, and playing a little bit more of a role. Um, but that, and that's, that's makes my job so much easier to be around this, you know, type of defense, this type of uh, production at every single position. Why was it important or something you wanted to do to be able to come back and play for the Saints again? Well, you know, for me, I, I love to be in familiar situations. I love to, you know, I play better when I enjoy the guys that I'm around when I, and I'm having fun in the organization. And I know this is, you know, in the NFL, this is one of the top uh, programs that there are when it comes from a culture standpoint, teammates, coaching, all of that stuff. Um, so for me, it just made a lot of sense that, you know, if I had to leave Philadelphia, I wanted to go somewhere that I would enjoy not only just what I do on the field, but being in the community, being on the team, being in the locker room. Uh, and this was obviously second home to me. Yeah, you mentioned being in the community, obviously getting involved in this soccer slash football team is something completely different as well. You've done a lot of different things to use your platform as a football player to, to get involved. Why has that been something that you've really keyed in on? Well, I think I realize that we're we are ambassadors almost, you know, from for our communities. We're role models. People look up to us. And for a long time, you know, we've only been able to focus on our sport or just, you know, just be athletes. And we realize that 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 idea, that mindset is always it's troublesome because not everybody can come and do what we do. It's a small percentage that can be the best in the world and play in the NFL. Uh, so there are other lessons and other things that we can do than play football. And I think oftentimes we wait till we're done playing the game to try to kick in to those things, but we never had jobs, never had <laughs> internships. Uh, and so what I've tried to do is to do all of these different things, exploring my own uh, interests and, and, and have, you know, um, hobbies 
while I'm playing and doing that out loud as, you know, to be able to show people that you don't have to be one dimensional. You can play sports and still have other interests, still, you know, better yourself or explore yourself in all these other spaces. Um, and hopefully, you know, that example will replicate. Not everybody can play football since they were seven years old, still be playing football, go have won multiple <laughs> yeah. Super Bowls. Or, I mean, that's just not a normal average me type of person thing that I right. do. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. What are some of the other things that you've enjoyed that you've started along the way? Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things is, you know, we started the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation right here in New Orleans uh, with our uh, programs that we hear uh, in partnership with College Track. We've been giving out scholarships in 2010 to, to local students, uh, as well as putting them through our Project Rewards program, which teaches them everything uh, outside of the academics and the life skills, the leadership skills, the health and wellness that we need to have our children be you know, well-rounded individuals. And one of the, the things that I'm really excited about as I've kind of got into my own business ventures and, and have been looking into building generational wealth and things like that, is starting to... Uh, implement some of those programs, financial literacy, uh, opening savings accounts for the kids that we serve in multiple communities, including New Orleans, um, Philadelphia, Newark, New Jersey, all places that I've called home. Uh, and so the, the lessons that I'm learning in real life, we're, we are incorporating those into our curriculum, into our programming for the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. And we mentioned what you did this past week with the bye week, but how excited are you to get back on the football field and be back with the Saints team? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's different. I'm watching the soccer game and, I, and I'm, my competitive juices are getting going. I'm like, I can't wait to get back to doing what we do, being, you know, on the field. Being in the stands is fun, but, you know, I still enjoy being on the field. So excited. No, no better way than to do that in a hostile territory on the road on Monday night football. Uh, we're going to be excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that matchup for sure. We're going to wrap things up with a little two-minute drill, okay? So some okay. rapid-fire questions here. When are you the most productive? I am the most productive uh, at night when my kids go to sleep. <laughs> Understandable. What yeah. is your favorite favorite drink? My favorite drink? Uh, I'm sure you're talking about maybe some juices, but for me, it's an uh, old-fashioned. It's probably my favorite drink. Okay. Uh, and then I also like uh, a little lemonade here and there. Lemonade's good. So are you a summer or a winter person? I'm a winter guy. I, I actually, I like to get dressed. Uh, so... The more, you know, when it gets cold, you get to put some more clothes on and get your outfit together. There you go. Okay, so who's best dressed on the team? <sighs> Outside of myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, DeMario and Cam probably are the ones that, that at least get the most attention. Uh, <laughs> a couple other guys got some good fits, but I, between DeMario and Cam. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, my favorite cartoon was uh, Doug. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would that be? Ghana. I've been there three times. It's my favorite place on the planet. And what is your favorite movie quote? Uh, my favorite, uh, King Kong ain't got ish on me. That's my favorite. <laughs> and the movie? Uh, that was Training Day. Yep. All right, uh, when you dance, you just fill this in, I look like. When I dance, uh, <laughs> uh, I look like, like no one's watching. 
That's good. Um, since Halloween is coming up, we talked about dressed. Are you dressing up for Halloween? What are you or your kids going to be? Uh, nah, I don't think I'm dressing up. I'll be focused on the game, but I know my two kids, one wants to be, they have a big like dinosaur thing that they get into that blows up a big thing. Yep. And then my youngest, I believe, wants to be an astronaut. So they'll probably come to the game with their with their costumes on. Yeah, I expect to see a lot of costumes on that October yeah. 31st game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for spending some time chatting with us on the Saints podcast today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Malcolm Jenkins for joining us on the podcast. Really enjoyed the conversation, hearing about his endeavors over the bye week, and cannot wait to see the Saints getting back on the field this Monday in Seattle against the Seahawks. After that matchup, it's Halloween. October 31st, the Saints are playing Tampa Bay, and we're going to throw a party. I don't know if you've heard about it, but there will be a toga party starting in Champion Square at 1230. Head to NewOrleansSaints.com to find out all of the details about that. I might even dress up. I don't know if that's weird to broadcast in a toga, but we're going to figure it out. And then after that, November 6th, it is the Saints Fan Fest at Foberg Brewery from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So put that on your calendar. Lots of fun there. Live music, food, drinks, autograph opportunities with former Saints players. The mascots will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you show out for that as well. Again, cannot wait for this Monday night football matchup. Prime time, baby. Really enjoyed the podcast today, guys. Hope you have a great weekend and we will talk again on Monday. Thanks for joining us. I'm Erin Summers and this has been the New Orleans Saints Podcast presented by Seat Geek.